Welcome to Teach Languages Online, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the best advice about your online teaching business. I'm Lindsay Williams, an online language teacher from the UK, and I'm your host. Now, each episode, as usual, before we begin, I like to recommend something to you. This episode, my recommendation for you is the Online Language Teacher Planner. We know how it can be, right? You distract yourself with the washing up that definitely needs to be done before your work. You procrastinate with that dog walk that absolutely needs to happen right now. And you eventually sit down to work, kind of a little nervous about where to begin. Five hours later, the dishes are washed, the dog is walked, but your work remains to be done beyond cycling between your inbox and Facebook, that is. Time for change. The Online Language Teacher Planner is a digital and print-ready planner to get your online language teaching in order and make you more productive. You can find out more at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teacher planner. Now, let's get into today's show. It's time for another interview this episode. This episode, it's Emma from Pronunciation with Emma. Now, I can't remember exactly when or how, but I first started chatting with Emma via Instagram messages and partly in awe of how incredibly well she's doing on the platform. So I figured that this would be a great topic to discuss on the podcast. As well as Instagram, Emma works very, very well on YouTube and all the social media stuff. And so we get into that as well. Now, I have to be honest, I was really surprised by some of the stories that Emma tells and her positive attitude towards some of the comments, the messages that she's received over the years. I just don't know if I would have like remained so positive after receiving so many with having such a huge follower number. So I just wanted to hop in with a little reminder here at the beginning that if you ever get any messages, any comments, anything at all that makes you feel in any way uncomfortable, That is not part of your job. That is not what you should be expected to deal with. And you can and should use the tools available to report them. Delete, block, mute, report, markers spam, markers bullying, markers inappropriate, whatever it is that is the right thing to do at that time, do it. Anytime you feel uncomfortable, use those tools. They're there to be used. Now, that aside, Emma does share some excellent and really, really inspiring tips as well when it comes to content creation, especially for video. So stay tuned for that. And uh, I think that's it. Let's dive into the interview. Emma, hello. Hi. Thank you for joining me. And for those of you listening who don't quite know who that voice was just then, Emma is the online teaching mogul behind Pronunciation with Emma. And with over a decade of teaching experience under her belt and a whole wall full of qualifications, a BA in English Language and Linguistics, a Master's in Teaching English to Speakers of Other Languages, and a CELTA, she knows her stuff. Emma has been teaching online since 2007-ish. We'll talk more about that in a moment. (laughs) And the reason I asked her onto the podcast today is because I am so insanely impressed with how she manages her social media, especially YouTube and Instagram, with 40,000 followers on YouTube and well over 100,000 on Instagram. She's here to tell us how she got to this number of followers and what it's like having them. Emma. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. This is exciting. I love doing podcasts. <laughs> oh, perfect. Me too. I've, I've really enjoyed starting these interviews because it's really nice to talk to other online teachers. You know, so much you do on your own. Yeah, so it's great to, to get a chance. And we've spoken briefly on Instagram message, like direct message, but it's not quite the same as no. talking to you in, in real life. So thank you okay. for, for uh, taking some time to talk with us today. No problem. My pleasure. So I guess... 
I, I said there in the intro, you've been teaching online since 2017-ish. Ish, yes. That's, that's probably a good place to, uh, to start. Why we've added in the ish. So yeah, I've been teaching uh, since I was 16, so over wow. 10 years. Uh, for people who are curious, I'm 27. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I started when I was 16 um, as like a, a reading assistant. So I was kind of teaching native English speakers how to read. A lot of them were dyslexic and things like that. So I, I helped them with their reading. Um, so it is an English teaching as such, but it's related to, to English, let's say. Mm. And then later I, I went on to Spain. I started teaching over there. I was a language assistant. I was doing like bits of teaching and stuff. And then I came back to England, finished my degree, uh, moved to the very south of England to a very small town called Worthing. If anyone's listening in Worthing, hello. Um, I doubt they will. I don't be. even think where whereabouts is that. I don't even think it's near Brighton. Near Brighton, okay. Very okay. close to Brighton. I, I don't remember how long the train journey was. I think it was like a twenty-minute train ride to Brighton, something like that. Okay, um, but it's on the coast, and. Um, yeah, I, I got a job there during the summer and it was great. And then they said they didn't need me anymore. <laughs> so oh. I thought, okay, great. What do I do now? I applied absolutely everywhere for jobs because at that time uh -huh, I thought, well, I can only work for a school. I can't work for myself. Like that's what I thought at the time, which is crazy. Right. Um, so I tried applying to different places. I couldn't find anything. Um, and the, the idea of even working for online companies wasn't something I'd even considered. This was maybe about five or six years ago. And um, yeah, I didn't even consider working for an online company. So Never I got mind working for yourself. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I started working in a, in a nursing home, which is nothing like a nothing like what we do um but some skills that i took away from that were the ability to communicate very clearly um, and definitely patience that was another skill i developed because a lot of the the residents there had dementia or they were deaf or they had problems understanding speech and so on yeah. so um even though it's very far away from teaching i developed a lot of skills during that job and uh I, I actually hated it. Um, I didn't hate the residents. I just hated the manager. I do have a video on YouTube about how I hated that manager so much. <laughs> so yeah, I do go into more depth during that uh, YouTube video, but I just hated it so much. So I, I quit. I just decided like, I've had enough. I'm going to quit. Then that put me back right at the beginning where I just had no job and no one wanted lessons in Worthing. People weren't even willing to pay me five pounds. Mm. Um, like it, I just couldn't, I just couldn't even teach privately. I couldn't do anything. So I said to my boyfriend, right, we are moving. I'm sick of this. We're going. So we moved to Bristol and that's where I still am now. And it's all right. It's good. I like Bristol. I don't know if you've ever been. Lindsay. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's nice as Bristol, yeah. um, full of plenty of people who want to learn English, which is great. Yep. So I moved to Bristol and I said to myself, right, I am going to start my own business. I'm going to make this work. And if it doesn't work, then the supermarket down the road is going to be where I'll end up. <laughs> so like, I had to make it work because then I would have to go 
uh, back into working uh, in a supermarket and absolutely no hate towards people work in supermarkets, but I've worked in a supermarket and it is not for me. So I just didn't want to go back to a job like that where I worked in a supermarket. Um, and that was motivation. That was the motivation that started everything basically. And that's how I started my business starting like just teaching people in Bristol. And then I moved online and I realized like, Oh, Wow, I can teach in my pajamas, and no one knows. <laughs> I just changed my top, and it's all right. Um, but I can just you know sit around in my joggy bottoms, and it's fine. No one knows. So it's it's great <laughs> from that respect. Um, and that's how I got started. And now I teach ninety nine percent online. I have one student <laughs> who's face to face still in Bristol, and uh, and that's it. The rest are online now. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. And so presumably then when you started online and you had that wow moment of, wow, hang on a minute, I don't have to just stick to Bristol here. Look at this potential online. Were Instagram and YouTube part of your, I guess we could say marketing strategy, whatever word you want to use, were they part of that from the very beginning? 100%. Yeah. So I was, was that an, was that uh, an intentional choice then? Yes. Yeah. Um, because I want to be as, um, as location, what, what's the word? Location independent? Is that, yeah, did I yeah. invent that? <laughs> but no, that, I, that exists, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it exists now. <laughs> um, I wanted to be as location independent as possible so that if, for example, we decided to move back to Spain because my boyfriend's Spanish. Um, mm. If we decided to move back to Spain, I didn't have to start everything over again, finding students, whatever. I could just take my laptop boom, and my students are with me and nothing changes. So that was the whole idea behind it. And I was doing my master's. I, I forgot to mention that when I moved to Bristol, I started my master's in, um, in English language teaching. When I finished that, I finished it in September and after a month, I got really bored. Like, I, I got so bored. I was like, what, what do I do? I can't just teach in Bristol forever. This, this is boring. Like, I, yeah. I want to do more. So I started doing videos on Instagram. And that was only a month after I finished my master. So that just shows, like, what my attention span is like. I'm such a workaholic. <laughs> like, I just have to be doing something all the time. So yeah, I started with Instagram, just posting videos every day. And initially I just started posting like text and I just wasn't confident at all on camera. I was so scared. You cannot believe it. I used to like literally sweat. I know it's like weird now, but I used to like literally be sweating in front of the camera. Like, oh God, I can't do this. Like I'm too nervous. I used to be shaking and stuff. So I just started with Instagram stories and I recommend this to anyone because Um, If you're quite scared of being on camera, but you know that in the long run you want to be on camera, you want to be doing YouTube videos and stuff, start with Instagram stories because there's something a little bit more intimate about Instagram stories. Mm. I don't know if you found, but Mm. um, as well, they're only temporary. They're only there for 24 hours if people aren't aware of that. So if you don't like it, it's gone in 24 hours. If you really don't like it, delete it. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) But the thing with a post is that you feel very exposed when you do an actual post on, on Instagram. So I started with stories, just doing my videos on stories. And then uh, a friend of mine, uh, who's also a teacher on Instagram, he said to me, Emma, 
you need to stop doing this. Like you need to start making these posts that you're doing, you know, these Instagram stories and making them into actual posts. And I said, oh, I can't, I'm just too nervous. And he said to me, get over it. You have to do it. If you want to grow, you have to do it. Like, oh, okay. So I did it and I grew. So he was right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was terrifying. And this is the thing is that people, when they're first starting their journey, let's call it, they compare their step one to someone else's step 10 and oh. step whatever. And they, they think, look, it's so easy for her on camera. She's like, so, I don't know if people say that about me. Like, oh, she's such a natural. I'm imagining what people mm. are saying. But, you know, some people do tell me that I make it look very easy on camera. But as as you probably know as well, it's it's not when you first start. No one is born just like with the ability and the confidence no. to make videos. Um, and so that definitely took a while to develop that confidence. And of course you get trolls and stuff online, which just knock your confidence a little bit. And so you end up being pushed back a stage, but you do get to a point where you're just unstoppable and you don't care because that confidence is there. So you just keep on creating and you don't, you don't care about stuff like haters and things like that. So that's, mm. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because one of the things I wanted to ask you is for me, I don't get this as much. It seems to me that people teaching directly, teaching a language specifically, you know, on social media, on YouTube seem to get a lot more of the hello teacher, you're beautiful. Teach me for free kind of comments. Like how, how do you handle that message? I guess, again, just like the video confidence that maybe wasn't as easy at the start. How have you grown to handle that? Yeah, you're, you're completely right. When I first started, um, I'm just going to lump these, Hey, you're beautiful. Or will you do things with me? Kind of thing messages in with the hater messages. Mm. When you first get these kinds of messages, they hurt. They really hurt. Uh, and I mean like the beautiful ones, you could take it as, oh, Emma, but you know, you're young, take it as a compliment. Well, no, because I'm there to teach. I'm not yeah. like some, you know, a bikini model or no shade to bikini models. They're great. They, they have the body to show off, but I'm not there to, to be beautiful. I yeah. am there to educate people. And it used to really, really upset me, not upset, irritate, it used to irritate yeah. me. Um, when people said this stuff and I just used to think like, God, I'm, I'm creating this educational content and all you can do is focus on my beautiful blue eyes and the abyss that they thought, Oh, it just used to drive me mad. But you get to a point where Lindsay, you just get so many <laughs> that you just stop caring because you know, when you get them from time to time, you, you find that they affect you more, but then mm. When they're just every day, like all the time, um, I'm talking about like hate, uh, hate messages, whatever, all this stuff, they just, they just turn into the, into like a blur and you don't care anymore because I can see that. I can it, see it just that. gets so many that you, you don't, you don't even care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you we, can't. <laughs> we, we get a lot of um, comments on the nine reasons videos that of so say it's like, I don't know, nine reasons to learn Greek, for example, a lot of the comments on those videos are, Hey, I'm Greek. Hello. I'm Greek. Hello. I'm Greek. I speak Greek. This is my language. Right. And yeah, like you say, it's not the same. It's not like saying anything personally about me, but you, it does just become a blur and yeah. you just 
you just see through and you kind of learn to filter looking for the good ones. And then I find very occasionally there are still ones that stand out as being like, Oh, that one's a bit like a dagger. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but yeah, it does become less and less. Um, Unfortunately, I think I feel like it shouldn't be that way. Right. It's so crazy that it just becomes a blur. Exactly. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't, but unfortunately it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it is. And it, it was so hard at the beginning because I was getting like, um, you know, not many people know about this, but I was only on Instagram for three months and I got my first death threat and gang rape threats. What? Yeah, because I wouldn't teach a girl for free. And um, she had told some friends or something uh, to essentially attack me. And... Mm. Um, you can imagine being on Instagram for three months. I was like, oh my God, is this my future? And uh, I, I told some other teachers on Instagram about it, some friends, let's call them, that I made on Instagram at the time. And I, I told them like, you know, I'm so upset about this. Like I can remember I was, I was mm. just so, so, so upset because it's like, I just want to help people. I just want to make videos. Um, and then this person is telling me that they're going to come over to England and, and rape me with their friends because I wouldn't teach their friend for free. Like, what? <laughs> um, that is insane. It is completely insane, isn't it? It's crazy now I think about it. Um, but yeah, nearly every single friend on Instagram that I told about this who are also teachers and they're still going, <laughs> uh, despite getting messages like this as well, they told me, Emma, this is what it's going to be like from now on. Get used to it. And th- they were quite brutal with me with my friends because they they knew what it was like. They'd been on the platform for a few years. So they knew that all of this was going on behind the scenes. Um, Mm. And I don't, I don't want to put people off. It's just part of the job. You've got to have a very thick skin to be able to go into this because so many teachers have come and gone. They get a couple of hate comments or they get stupid comments or, you know, Oh, you're so beautiful and very inappropriate comments and pictures. Mm-hmm. Not sure if you've had any inappropriate oh. pictures, Lindsay, but I've had a few. I've had no. drawings as well. Drawings. Oh my as, goodness. Drawing as, of, yeah. I mean, you've got to have some kind of dedication there <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm getting off track, <laughs> but um, I don't want to put people off, but just realize that these things are going to be happening and it's, it's absolutely nothing personal towards you. These people don't hate you. They don't know you. They just see your videos pop up and they're just like, what, this girl? Oh, I hate her. I hate how she, how she speaks, whatever. I'm going to leave a horrible comment there. I'm going to go tell her to kill herself, whatever, because you said often, instead of often. <laughs> um, wow. Like they, this happens and you've just got to, you've just got to take it with a pinch of salt and know that, um, it's absolutely nothing personal towards you. Um, what I started to find is that the same kind of trolls who were saying this stuff to me were also saying it to other teachers. And they were just going through like loads of different teachers' profiles and leaving horrible comments or, or DMs and so on. And I thought, wow, these people are really sad. So don't feel sad that they're, that they're hating on you, okay? Turn it round and think, wow okay they're commenting they're engaging they're watching my videos you will find that your haters are the ones that watch all your videos i don't know if you're the same lindsay but people that i've found that i really really just dislike for like no random reason i end up watching all their videos (laughs) like i hate them but i can't stop watching (laughs) okay confession time i'm currently in a youtube loop of watching dragon's den pictures (laughs) 
like <laughs> one came up i clicked on it once and then youtube's like oh you want more of that and i yeah. I, I i kind of hate it yes but exactly. i can't i can't stop watching it. <laughs> it's exactly this so your yeah. haters like i don't want to say your hater dragons then but you get what i mean yeah yeah your haters will watch your videos they will comment on your stuff and just take it as oh, thanks for the watch time thanks for the comment mm. and the engagement like spin it round and also if people hate you so so much it means that you're doing something to make them jealous that's mm. it and that means you're doing well so- i heard a quote from alanis morissette recently who said that her dad had told her when she was younger there are three responses people will have to you they'll either love you they'll hate you or they won't give an f about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think that really helps sometimes yes. You know, like you're saying, it's a response. Yeah. It, it's watch time. It's a like, that's, that's a much more positive spin on it. Does there come a point where do you have a line that means, okay, I'm going to report you? Because obviously to report every single one of those comments would take ages. Does there come a point where you think, well, you've gone too far, report? Um, anything involving like kill yourself, hurt yourself, anything like that, any... Uh, body pictures or drawings Mm. um i report those anything overly sexual i report because it's just it's just completely inappropriate um anything that's just like um uh, i don't know just a a general kind of haters comment like oh this video is stupid or whatever i'm like oh just block there is this fantastic feature on youtube i'm sure you're familiar with it um as well there's a fantastic feature on YouTube where you can hide people from your channel so they don't actually know that they're blocked, but mm-hmm. you and everyone else will, um, will not be able to see their comments. So what's fantastic about that is that they can, you know, let out all their rage, <laughs> like, oh, I hate you, you're so ugly, da, 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 da. and they post it, but no one can read it. So it just goes into the abyss of YouTube and they think that they are like, that their comments are being read, but no Amazing. one can see them. And it's, it's great. <laughs> they're, just, they're just yelling into their own little void. They are, yeah. Wow. It's so sad. <laughs> but yeah, you've got to be pretty sad as well to go online on like a Friday night and hate on people. Oh, yeah. Like, go out for a drink or something with your friends, you know, instead of watching random videos of a 27 year old trying to teach English and hating on her, you know. Yeah. <laughs> pity, pity these people. Just feel bad for them. You've got to have a sad life to go around leaving hate comments and sending Agreed. pictures of your body. <laughs> Agreed. Does, so you started on Instagram. You just mentioned YouTube. When did you add in YouTube? And did you use the same content? How, what was your kind of plan there? How did that all start? Hmm. I started youtube after instagram so instagram and facebook i started together um because i just feel like they just went hand in hand quite well um so i started those in october and then in march i started my youtube channel and i was so scared i was so 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 scared i was like literally shaking as i was posting my first video Mm. and i was i was so nervous i still remember like shaking like do i do i do i i'm just gonna do it boom i pressed the button and did it and Thankfully, the reaction was absolutely fine. I think if I had any hate comment or a dislike, I'd have been like, no, 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 this was a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was incredibly nervous about YouTube. 
very nervous. Um, but I don't post the same videos on YouTube that I post on other social media platforms. So now I am on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, with YouTube, I tend to post like longer videos right. about more specific aspects of pronunciation or maybe some grammar that are uh, really common topics or commonly asked questions like make and do, uh, two or four, those kind of things. Um, but I do tend to focus on pronunciation. That's, of course, I'm pronunciation with Emma, so it makes sense to focus on that. Um, but when it comes to like Instagram and Facebook and everything, I post the same content on each platform now this is quite controversial because some people say oh, well, you should be posting different content on different platforms oh, unless you have a team I mean who has the time right. um, especially when you're making videos if you're just making like text posts that's completely doable but when you're making videos and you have to edit yourself because many people think I have a team and I don't. It's just literally me and my hamster. Like that's, <laughs> that's like it. He just he just provides me emotional support, you know. But um, the rest of the time, it's it's just me alone, filming in my living room, and then I I just edit those videos and I schedule them. Now this is something that a lot of people um, don't know exists. I, I could say hmm. so. I schedule all my social media posts. Um, I batch film, I batch edit, and I schedule them on a uh, on a scheduling platform. Um, and then it posts automatically for me. So it's like, oh yes. In the past, I used to um, I used to uh, post everything myself. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. Like by hand on yeah. my phone, doing yeah. everything, <laughs> writing the description on my tiny phone screen, yeah. and it just kill me. It took way too much time for like a five or a month or some, I think it's like seven quid now it's gone up a bit, but uh, for seven quid a month, um, I just schedule everything and bang, it posts everything automatically for me. So I can spend my time replying to comments, replying to DM, the nice comments and DMs. Um, I don't know, blocking people, <laughs> what I do in my free time, but I do, I do read my comments. I do read my DMs. I try to reply to all of them. Um, and I think that has been a major key in growing is that many people don't reply to comments and DMs. And um, the problem with that is you're not engaging with your audience. You're just putting out the content and then your, your viewers are consuming it, but there's no interaction with you. And yeah. I don't know if you've ever had it, but having like someone you really admire, a celebrity or... I'm not comparing myself to a celebrity, but having someone that you really admire tweet you back or like your comment yeah. or reply to your DM, you get that kind of buzz like, oh my God, they know I exist. Oh, they, they tweet me back the other day. I was playing The Sims, right? And I put something in my stories about The Sims and The Sims messaged me back and I was buzzing for the rest of the wow. day like, oh, The Sims team know I exist. And it will be like some, some random guy in their office. Of course, it's not The Sims team, but that feeling, it's great. And so... If you can reply to messages and comments and like like comments and stuff like that, people really, really appreciate it. So underrated is that. Um, so if I could recommend anything that will help with growth, it's definitely replying to your, your followers. Mm, mm, 100%. And you mentioned scheduling. What scheduler do you use? Because there's a lot out there. Yep, I use Later. Later for um, everything. 
Yes. Apart from YouTube, it doesn't schedule on YouTube. Um, but YouTube has its own scheduler, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, later something like seven pound a month. No, I think it's seven (laughs) dollars. So it's even cheaper. Um, but yeah, something like seven dollars a month, super cheap, super easy to use. It was a bit weird at first, but I think most things are when you first start using them. Um, I just upload all the media that I want to schedule. Uh, I put all that up there. I put the times, I put the descriptions and bang, it just automatically posts it when it's time to go out. So you just save so much time, so much time. I used to spend like about an hour a day. Can you believe that? An hour a day, like (laughs) posting on different social media. Um, And now instead of spending an hour a day, just posting, I can spend an hour a day replying to messages, replying to comments, interacting with my audience. Mm. Because then that builds a kind of relationship with your audience. People also start to trust you and they realize that you're human. You're not just out there posting content and, um, you know, one day you'll come along with a course like, oh, by the way, I've got this course. When you've not replied to a single DM, it's going to look a bit shady if you suddenly start replying to DMs because people will be like, yeah, she just wants my money now. So doing something like that, it just helps build a level of trust and a relationship. And um, yes, hopefully they will then turn into customers <laughs> in the future. That's the theory. Yeah. It works. I, I think even if people even if people are like lurking, you know, and they're not commenting, but they're seeing that you're replying to comments. Yeah. That in itself is is worth the time doing that. Exactly. Yeah. You, you start building a reputation for yourself as being like, oh, she's the teacher who replies to comments. She's the teacher who replies to DMs and so on. The danger with this is that people then become very self-entitled right. in the sense that they, they get so used to you replying to their comments and liking their comments and replying to their DMs that when you stop, because you just get so many uh, messages and so on, they get really mad. They get really, really mad and offended that, you're, that you didn't like their comments um, or you didn't correct them or something like that. And it's like, mate, there's like another 100,000 people there who are commenting as well. Like, I can't just focus on you. And they get super aggressive sometimes. I don't know why the world is so aggressive, but <laughs> they are with me for some reason. So, yeah, there, there is that that issue that some people can become a little bit, um, what was the word I used? Like self-entitled. Like yeah. you should reply to me. You reply to so-and-so. Why aren't you replying to me? Like, I had a message like that the other day. Like I saw you reply to three other comments on your latest post, but you didn't reply to mine. Why is that? It's like, Whoa, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I had to comment on your comments. Like, <laughs> and then did you look back and their comment was like an emoji? <laughs> It's like, what was I supposed to say? <laughs> like the fire emoji. <laughs> You're like, cool. <laughs> no, he, um, he basically wrote a sentence and he wanted me to correct it. And it's like, mm. mate, like another, you know, 50 people left comments that they want me to correct. I just can't anymore. Like, I'm just, I'm just so busy with other stuff. I'm a one woman team. And I need to remind people of that a lot of the time. Cause again, yeah. they think I have a team and it's just, just me and my hamster. <laughs> this actually really leads into my final question really nicely. Um, what do you find most helpful? And you've touched on the direct contact, replying to messages and comments. What do you find most helpful to translate 
those huge social follower numbers to people learning with you and paying for it and not just expecting, you know, this, this sort of self, I can't remember the word we used, but you know, just expecting it for free on Instagram. Yeah. See, yeah, there's this fine line between providing too much content to the point where people don't want classes with you because you're just giving way too much and they, they're getting enough and, uh, and not, not providing enough so that you're not showcasing what you can do. Mm-hmm. And this is why I do a lot of lives because in lives you can go wrong and it's okay. <laughs> um, I used to try and make my lives like perfect, especially on YouTube. Cause it's like, Oh no, this will be played back in like a year's time. And someone will comment about something. But I mean, anything that can go wrong in a life has, has happened with me. Um, and by going live, you show a more authentic side of yourself. It's very raw when you go live. So I definitely recommend going live. Again, the first time I went live, I was like sweating red. It's just, <laughs> just terrible. And um, yeah, of course, over time you build up confidence. But showing that, that authentic self where you're not afraid to make mistakes. I know it's really easy to say that, but... Um, just don't be afraid to make mistakes. People actually like it when you make mistakes because it shows like, she's human. She made a mistake. Yeah. Um, I mean, in one live, I I wrote the alphabet wrong. Can you believe that? (laughs) I wrote the basic thing, the first thing you learn the alphabet, I wrote it incorrectly. But people loved it, you know, because I kind of joked like, oh, I was just testing you. But, you know, I I made it like an obvious kind of uh, joke. Um, they could yeah. tell that I messed up, but it was because I was so nervous. I messed up the alphabet. You know? <laughs> um, but yes. Um, what else in terms of like converting them, showcasing how you teach, like how you would teach in a, a normal lesson is a really good way for them to kind of get a, a preview, let's say of, of what to expect. So again, going live and, doing a lesson live it shows people how you teach of course it's it's very different because it's just you interacting with a chat box (laughs) Mm. but you can engage with people in the chat just like a student would in class and you know they can ask questions and stuff in the chat box you can reply blah 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 so showcasing how you teach is definitely one of the biggest things and videos that are clear and they connect with people they really work. So I do a mixture of videos. I, I don't know. Have you heard about the, the kind of structure with videos, like the three main videos you're supposed to do on YouTube? Go on, go on. The, um, oh, what is it? Hub, 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 hub. There's hub, hygiene, hero. Got it. So yeah, there, there are three different types of videos um, on YouTube. So for example, your hero videos are your, your big videos that have the potential to go viral. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe, for example, 100, 100 advanced phrasal verbs, you know, and those kind of videos, they go like viral. Everyone's doing them, but it's because they get shared a lot. Um, yeah. And you're going to feel like super fake, super cringy when you do that kind of stuff. But these kinds of videos, they do really well because uh, they're quite long. So the watch time is, um, is higher on those videos. And, and so they kind of get boosted. People share them because it's a really good video, really helpful. And they end up going uh, viral or there's a the potential for them to go viral. Your help videos, I think I called it hygiene. I don't know which one hygiene is. I'll go with hub and help. 
So here we've talked about hub are the ones that you make for your community, your already existing community. So mm. I share a lot of videos that talk about my life and people ask me very per very personal questions. That sounds like inappropriate. <laughs> Nobody asked me inappropriate questions. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've <laughs> you, covered that bit. <laughs> yes, you can imagine the kind of questions they ask. Um, but yeah, they they send me lots of questions like uh, I don't know about my life. Like when did I start teaching? How did I become a teacher? And so mm. on. So I make videos like that uh, to communicate with my my hub, my community that already follows me, and this helps build trust. And this helps build um, a sense of like humanness <laughs> to me. I'm not yeah. just Emma who teaches random sounds. I am Emma who worked in a care home because she couldn't get a job anywhere. I'm Emma who went through this stage, da, 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 you know, people then start to know more about the human you. Um, and then the last one, which one did I do? Hero, hero, hero hub and was it help or hygiene? Help. That's help. it. <laughs> so the help, yeah, there's hygiene as well, but I don't remember which one hygiene is. It's just a different name for one of them. People can Google yeah. it. Um, but yeah, the help videos are your ones like how to blank, how to, mm. I don't know, um, how to pronounce the schwa. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> because these are things that people search. So these are the things that people search and therefore they find your channel how to how to pronounce the schwa in british english bam my video is there i think it's like one of the top ones it's doing well anyway people find that that's how they discover your channel they click then they go on and then they see oh there's also a video about how she worked in the in the nursing home let's go and have a look at that and then they start yeah. to connect with you and um yeah they'll come across your hub videos and you post those from time to time and and so on or the other way, people see your hero video uh, going viral on um, Instagram or you, uh, not YouTube, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's too many social media platforms, honestly. Um, they find your video on Facebook and then they go over to your page. Ooh, she's got a video here about how she became a teacher. I'm interested in that. So they watch that and then they find more about human Emma, not teacher Emma. So yeah, there's... There was that strategy with YouTube. Um, that is the strategy that many people follow, and it's one that I've been following, and that's what I definitely attribute to my growth on YouTube. You'll notice as well, if you look at my Instagram and Facebook, I do exactly the same. So I have my, my hub content, what I call my personal posts. So you'll see like on my page, there are three columns, like everyone's page on Instagram. So one column is, um, maybe like a, a, a picture or a video or something like that and in the description I'll be talking about something personal to me and I'll open up a question and I'll get people to feedback so um, a bit sad but I did talk about the time when I went through like having depression and stuff like that and I wanted to kind of share that with people because I know that um, a lot of people resort to social media when they're depressed and so on and I want people to know like don't worry you know <laughs> I've been through it too I know what it's like and when people read that post it just exploded people I don't say people loved it but people connected with it like oh my god Emma was yeah. depressed but how could she be depressed she's laughing in all her videos she's smiling all the time I can't imagine her depressed but they see another side to me and then the other two rows they're just the normal um uh what do you call it like your typical kind of help 
hero videos. <laughs> I don't want to say yeah. they're hero videos, but you know, they're the typical help ones. People are searching hashtags, pronunciation teacher, bam, you know, and I'll be there with my videos. Posting consistently is also key. And this is why a scheduler is absolutely critical because you can just schedule everything, have a post go out every day. And I mean every day, don't have any breaks because people forget who you are very quickly on social media. They're mm. very fickle. They will unfollow, unsubscribe, whatever, very quickly if they don't see you for a while. Um, and so make sure you're posting every day. And then that, how do I want to phrase this? People will think that you are always around, <laughs> yeah. basically, because you're always there. You are there every day, you know? And so, yeah, that's how I've built up my social media, being consistent and sticking with the, oh, I forgot my own, my own little theory. The, what was it? The, the hug, the hero and the help. I love that. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And if you go online as well, um, you or people listening, if you just look for Hub Hero Help YouTube videos, you will see loads of different examples where people have written blog posts and, and other things about them. So, I mean, it's not my, my strategy and my theory that I invented. It's one that many people use. And I think it's the one that uh, YouTube also recommend people do. Cool. And they give a lot of examples. So definitely if people want to go into YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that, look at those kinds of videos, plan them out. What kind of things do you want to include in those videos? Have a kind of table what could potentially go viral okay a thousand well, a thousand verbs that's a lot anyway that would definitely go viral <laughs> a thousand verbs um <sighs> you know whatever you could write a column with uh, potential viral videos potential hub videos for when your community is there so maybe some personal videos you can go as personal as you want i found that there's literally no limit anyway um and the last one when you've got your help ones how to da 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 what is the difference between da 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 things that people search that's yeah. the help one. Oh, i'm so inspired right now <laughs> to to just get a big piece of paper out and write down all these ideas you're giving me this is so cool um <laughs> all right then quick fire round to wrap okay. things up are you ready yes so five quick questions okay finish off first one favorite thing about teaching languages online Ah, uh, I really love the fact that I can wear my pajama bottoms. <laughs> nice. But as a serious point, um, I love the flexibility of it that I can just move. Um, you know, I can go see family up north because uh, if you haven't been able to tell from my accent, it's a bit of a strange mix. But yeah, going up to north, I can see my dad and I can take my students with me. I can go to Spain, take my students with me. I love that flexibility of it all. It's great. Brilliant. Recommended read for teachers. Mm. Yeah, I did think, did I think, 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 think. Um, a really good book that's not related to teaching is a book that I've been reading recently called um, The Chimp Paradox. Have you heard of it? Okay, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, it's good, The Chimp Paradox. It's essentially about how to control your inner chimp. So it's essentially like a part of your, your brain. You have different parts of your brain and you have a chimp part of your brain, which is essentially like the emotional part of your brain. So for example, if you're driving down the road and someone like cuts in front of you, your normal, your normal reaction, well, for some people, it's probably not my normal reaction will be, oh my God, what are you doing? That's so dangerous. And you shout to them. 
That's the right. emotional part of your brain. That's the chimp. And it essentially talks about like how to control that. So this has helped a lot with social media in the sense that if I get a hate comment, for example, um, I'm not just going to explode and be like, oh, you know what? Let me tell you something. And I, <sighs> I'm not going to reply. My, my chimp calms down. I know how to calm my chimp. And I, I just continue about my day. So Ooh. I definitely recommend that if you the find your emotions. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. really good. I like right. the drawings in it as well. They're very cute. Oh, drawings. I'm in. Yeah. Recommended podcast for teachers. <sighs> teachers. Hmm. This is terrible because I don't really listen to many podcasts for teachers. What? Can I recommend yours? Because I've listened to a few. Oh, uh, you, you're the second person to say that. I what? feel like this is, this is a sign we need to get more podcasts out there in the world for online language teachers. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll accept it. Yeah, but there aren't many at all, are they? It's it's kind of sad, but it's good because um, it means uh, that people people are more likely to find you. This is something. Have a niche. Have a niche. Niche. Yes. Okay. That that is that your answer to the next question? Advice for new online language teachers. Have a niche. (laughs) Niche. Boom. Done. Yeah. Final question. Consistency and uh, get a scheduler. (laughs) niche consistency scheduler love it final question where can people find out more about you yes so you can find me on well there's my website pronunciationwithemma.com um or you can find me on social media i am pronunciation with emma everywhere except for twitter because my name is too long so i am pro with emma but yes (laughs) i'm on instagram facebook and youtube all under pronunciation with emma Brilliant. Thank you so, so much for being so generous with your time. I really appreciate it. And for being so honest as well. Yes, this is the thing is that people, um, they're very secretive. You know, I I mentioned Mm. this to you that people get very shady and secretive. Like people would never have told me in the past about this whole uh, strategy with YouTube because people want to scrape their way to the top and they want to win. They want all the followers to themselves. And it's not, it's not possible. People can subscribe to numerous channels. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know why everyone just hates everyone on social media. Everyone's so competitive. If we just yeah. helped each other a little bit more, it would um, it would make everything a lot easier online. So if people do want a bit more information about this, uh, and I'm not shady about it or anything like that, um, they're very welcome to get in contact with me. Definitely. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. All right. Bye. Bye. And there we are. A huge thank you again to Emma for joining me. It was so great to finally chat properly. And uh, as I'm sure you can tell, Emma is so inspiring and her positivity is incredibly infectious when it comes to teaching online. Um, The links to Emma across the web and to her recommendations as well will be in the show notes. So check that out if you've heard anything that you want to learn a little bit more about. And that is it for this episode. You've been enjoying Teach Languages Online, the podcast for online language teachers and budding ones too, brought to you by me, Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages. And a quick reminder before we wrap up for this episode, you can get your copy of the Online Language Teacher Planner right now. Just visit lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teacher planner. That's lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teacher planner. You can find everything else you need from this show over at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teach languages online. And that's it. Have a great week and share this episode with a friend you know will love it too. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. Bye.